0: And now, from the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Ooh,
1: by the no, I sleep Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and welcome to today's show. Uh, as we record the show today, we're celebrating International Women's Day Day. Uh, when you think about it, it's almost impossible for us to name all the women making a difference here in British Columbia in winemaking. But uh, we came up with a few names with the thanks uh, with thanks to our team and um, the many visits we've had around BC. Christine Coletta of course, Haywire Winery, a mentor to many. Uh, she's got a fantastic Pinot Gris from Switchback Vineyard, all organic. Uh, you won't want to miss that. Uh, Crystal E. McWaters, not far away in downtown Penticton. Time Winery, uh, a, a city winery. Uh, that's a great place to stop. The restaurant's been revamped again and, and expanded this year. You'll love that inside and out. Of course, uh, you can try the Red Meritage there. Began by her famous father, Harry McWaters, who planted uh, red grape vines down in the South Okanagan in the early 1990s. Jennifer Mulgott. Speaking of uh, history, running the View Winery in Kelowna, they also make ciders. It's over a 100-year family business. The heritage on that property dates back... Uh, as I say, over a century, uh, including some of the orchards and apples that go into those ciders. Further north, Stephanie Stanley and Nikki Calloway are knocking it out of the park at Peak Cellars and Auroric Family Estates. Nikki makes the Peak Cellars glacial Till Pinot Gris that I just love, crisp and fresh and clean and northern. And Nikki is just going crazy making top-end Pinot Noir and Chardonnay at Auroric Family Estate. Corey Crebel, head winemaker at Mission Hills, killing it with Perpetua. She's really uh, putting her mark on Mission Hill wines, elevating them, electrifying them. Amy Painter, she's making incredible sparkling wine uh, at Liquidity in Okanagan Falls. Severin Pint, one of our favorite, uh, making amazing Rhone-style Syrah on the Black Sage Bench. And uh, we celebrate them all, including today, two of our guests on the show, winemakers Jack Kemp and Nadine Kinbig, working at Naramata Bench. Uh, not far from Kathy Malone on Hillside Winery, where one of their great red blends, Mosaic, uh, is an all-narramatic blend. But up next, Nadine Kinvig, she's the winemaker at Terra Vista Vineyards, joins us in the Valley First Winemaker Spotlight Series. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gizmondi, and we are set to go. <music>
0: There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi. Argentina,
2: land of passion, craft and wine. It's there, in the foothills of the mighty Andes, that Doña Paula Estates creates their distinctive Malbec. Intense violet in color with aromas of black fruits, violets and spices. Sophisticated, ultra-premium, globally awarded. Doña Paula Estate High Altitude Malbec embodies everything that is Argentina. Doña Paula, a matter of altitude. Find out more at Doniapaula.com.
3: Take your wine appreciation to the next level and become a rebel. Welcome to the Rebel Club at Liber Farm and Winery. As a Rebel member, you'll enjoy a regular shipment of exemplary Liber wines for your cellar, along with complimentary tastings and VIP treatment at the winery and more. And with the ease and convenience of online ordering, your wine will be shipped straight to your door. Discover more at LiberFarm.com. Simply great wines.
4: Penticton, a year-round mecca of adventure and wine. Get to know Penticton at the 6th Annual True Penticton Tourism Expo, April 2nd from 11 till 4 at the Penticton Trade and Convention Centre. Learn more about all the fantastic things to see, do and explore, and the places to play and stay in Penticton. Sample great local wine and craft beer and a chance to win some fantastic prizes. Admission is free to this family friendly event. Go to visit penticton.com for more upcoming festivals and events in Penticton.
2: Uncork the latest of our province's wine this month at Save-On Foods, home to more than 1,300 B.C. VQA wines. With Canada's largest selection growing every day, you'll find new wines from new wineries arriving all the time. Spring is the time of new beginnings, so celebrate with the latest in high-quality vintages from the best growers and winemakers B.C. has to offer. Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods with 22 wine stores across B.C. Find yours at saveonfoods.com.
0: And now, a BC Food and Wine Radio Spotlight on British Columbia wineries, presented by Valley First Wealth Management, working with you to give you confidence in your financial future. Valley First Wealth Management is a division of FW Wealth Management Limited.
1: Hello, British Columbia, and welcome to the show. A shout-out to all our stations across this beautiful province on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, including Bounce Radio and Nelson and Invermere. Our guest today is Terra Vista winemaker Nadine Kinvig. She joins us to talk about uh, the upcoming season. Nadine, how are you?
5: I'm great, thanks. How are you?
1: You, you managed to make it through winter.
5: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we've come out. It's getting a bit brighter out and longer days.
1: Yeah, well, let's start with you. Uh, I know that you've done, uh, you, you know, you've done a lot of work. You've been to school. You've done, you've worked around the, some places around the world. How how was the journey? How how have you ended up at Terra Vista?
5: Uh, well, I was born and raised in North Vancouver. When um, we actually, my parents never drank wine or anything. I was never exposed to it. Um, <laughs> but when I was going to college to get into the medical industry. I took a part-time job at Liberty Wine Merchants, and um, they were just so amazing at um, exposing me to all different types of wines and constantly opening up bottles and taking us to the Vancouver International Wine Festival. I just really fell in love with it. I would come up um, to the Okanagan every spring and try new releases. I was always excited for the springtime and new wines to come around. Um, So I ended up moving up here um, to get into the wine industry um, did a, a course of the college here and then tried my hand at Harvest to see if I would actually like the actual physical labor, but I, I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so then I, yeah, I went to New Zealand and got my bachelor's degree before um, coming back here and, and and working my way up. Um, wow. I really love making, you know, really aromatic white wines, especially with good acidity and yeah. So, kind of really um, is a really terrific. So was a great fit with working with Alberino and Verdeo, and then I love working with Yonia as well. So we have Figaro, which is our Rhone blend um, as well as straight Ionia.
1: Sure. Well, you had you, you, you know, you've got a lot of experience. You worked at Foxtrot and Poplar Grove and Time, uh, yeah. and making a lot of what we would call the sort of conventional varietals or wines there. Uh, yeah. Then you go to Terra Vista, and uh, it's a completely different place. Tell us a little bit about Terra Vista and how that all started, and, and why are they growing Spanish grapes?
5: Well, yeah, so this was started by Bob and Sink, a tenant, Um After they sold Black Hills, they did some uh, traveling, um, and um, they were traveling around Spain, and they really thought that El Brino would be a great uh, fit for the Okanagan Valley, so they went ahead and they planted a big vineyard of alberino and some verdeo as well um and making like you know wines that she liked to make very bright and fresh and good acidity these are all, like food wines um mm-hmm. so that's how how that started and yeah i would come and visit every spring and taste the new release and that's how um i met the new York, um, eric in dallas um when um uh, Sanka left, she, I had a bit of a mentorship underneath her, so she could help me out with um, kind of picking decisions yeah. uh, for these varieties, you know, because nobody else has really worked with them in the valley. There's only one other vineyard of El Orino, and sure. uh, no other Verdeo in the valley. So it was great to um, walk through the vineyards with her all the time and taste and taste and taste until so we hit the sweet spot. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really a great transition.
1: Uh, our guest is Nadine Kinvig. She's the winemaker at Terra Vista Vineyards uh, on the Naramata Bench. Now you're up on the on the higher side of the highway at Terra Vista. It was quite a small property, but to, so what's been happening? Because I know that you guys have been busy planting uh, more vineyard and or what are the grapes that are going in the ground?
5: Yeah, so the winery is still a um, little itty bitty, tiny. Um, the, the the main vineyard is still the Alberino Verdejo, but we have um, planted. I've been just down the street um, on the lower side of Naramata Road, and there uh, we've got some more Barino, um, but we've also planted some grenache uh, to blend with our straw, hopefully. Mm. Um, and we've planted menthia. So we really wanted to start um, add another red, Spanish red uh, to the program. So we, um, we're looking in, in depth in, in Spanish varieties and tasting through them. And we
1: really think that menthia uh, could be a really great fit in the Okanagan. So. Wow, um, menthia, <laughs> I'm impressed. You know, I, I I think, I believe I had a chat with Senka a, a long time ago, and I had come back from Spain and said, why aren't we growing menthia here? Oh, no way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to hear that. When, when will that, when, when will you make the first wine with menthia?
5: So we planted it two years ago we might get a tiny bit of fruit off of it this year but we'll have to see it was a hard hard cold winter um right. so we'll have to see how how the little vines survive this year uh, our focus more is just getting super healthy before we pull a crop so sure probably they not were... this year um so next year probably um, we would harvest and then it'd be you know a, a couple of years until release after that so we're looking at three to four years until it's on the yeah. market
1: our guest is uh, Nadine Kenvick. She's the winemaker at Terra Vista Vineyards, uh, making some spectacular wines. You have one big problem. You always sell out your wines very quickly. Well, yeah, who's,
2: that's
3: another Who's buying
2: I
1: mean. those? I just wonder, who's buying those wines? Can you describe the people that, that want to drink Albarino and Verdejo and, and uh, Viognier? And, well, tell us a bit about that.
5: Well, we have um, a really great wine club, I think it was... Um really good at building the wine club. We have loyal uh, wine club members that have been with us for years and years and years. Um, so they take a huge chunk of, um, our wine and
4: mm-hmm. then,
5: um, you know, also Somalis down in Vancouver and people just, um, curious about, um, who like bright, fresh white wines. like <laughs> yeah. Drink ours. And Yeah.
1: Well, I, I want to talk about what you still have. I, I know that there's some Figaro. Let's talk about Fandango and Figaro because the people won't know what they are just by the name. Uh, I know the Fandango sold out, but there is some Figaro around, I believe, 2020.
5: There is. Um, so Fandango is our blend of Albarino and Verdeo, all the fruit coming from the Naramata Bench. Um, that one, yeah, is a smaller production. It changes a bit year to year because that's the only source of fruit that we have. And mm-hmm. then we have Figaro, which is our Rhone blend. Um, that is typically Viognier, Marzan, and Roussanne.
4: Um, yeah. Again,
5: we don't grow those varieties ourselves; those are uh, fruit, fruit brought in from um, contract growers. Sure. Uh, so sometimes it's just that and Viognier. Sometimes there is some Marzan in there. Um, but the Figaro is barrel aged, barrel like barrel fermented, barrel aged, more textural, um, a bit bigger of a wine. Uh, whereas the Fandango is a really nice like. Um, yeah, trick nice and cold in the in the summer.
1: And you make um, a bit of Rusan? You make yeah. a bit of standalone Rusan as well, which is amazing. Yeah.
5: yeah. So um the first year I worked at Terra Vista we had a we did our blending we had a little bit of extra Rusan left over and I really fell in love with Rusan making it um that year on its own and I was like can we please bottle it um on its own as a as single variety. So we just did a little bit and we tasted in the tasting room. I just wanted to see people's Reaction before we actually became it became like a skew. Right.
4: Um,
5: so um, this year, so in 2022, I was able to source quite a lot of extra Ruzan. Um, so we'll have um, a couple hundred cases of wow. Ruzan again this year, which I'm super excited about. It's it's one of those varieties I just I love to work with.
1: Yeah, that is so great. And and the Syrah that you make is that where's that juice coming from for the Syrah?
5: At the moment, uh, we have been getting it from a Soyuz. Uh-huh. Um, one of Poplar Grows vineyards. Um, but we have, we planted uh, quite a few years ago, um, a straw vineyard in Naramata Bench um, on Eric and Dallas' home property where they live. Um okay. So this, um, 2022, is the first time we pulled harvest uh, crop off of that. So that's in barrel right now. We'll be bottling it uh, next spring uh, for release. And that'll be... Um, I also did source some fruit from the Soyuz, but hopefully we can uh, release like a Naramata bench. Um yeah. I um, really 22. like twenty two.
1: Yeah, I mean I really like Syrah from the Naramata bench, so that's exciting to have to have one uh, right there that you can that you can make close to home too. So that should be fun. Hey, yeah, what super uh, fun. <laughs> all of these varieties that the you know, currently most of them sold out except for the Figaro. When when will the spring release be? What what time will you be releasing the new wines?
5: Um, early May. So we're bottling. I had my first bottling April, early April, and so we'll be releasing our wines um, in May. Then we'll have it we'll stock. Yay!
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what about visiting? Because it's a, it's a, it's a lovely little property, tiny. But how, what are the rules for visiting? Do people need appointments? Can they drop by? How does it work?
5: So it has been by appointment only. Um, However, we are going through some um, changes this year, and we hope to have um, kind of more drop-ins available. And we're looking at um, some snack options, some you know, um, some tapas uh, available. You can just sit there with a bottle of wine, have some you know, uh, sardines or nuts or olives, um, and just kind of sit and enjoy the view because it's, it's so beautiful up there. We're looking down over vineyard and the lake.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, so we're hoping uh, to kind of open it up a bit more, have more hours that we're open and more tastings available and different experiences. I think everybody's, you know, trying to create more um, unique experiences and we would love to do that. We'd love to share these wines with everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nadine, uh, so great to catch up with you. I should mention that uh, terravistavineyards.com, you can go to the site. I would recommend joining this wine club, the 6-bottle or 12-bottle club, uh, probably the best value wines is, and and some of the most exciting wines that are being made today, uh, really uh, almost you know, breaking new ground, I would say, uh, in wines that we're making in British Columbia and going in a direction that I think we're all going to be excited about for the next decade or more. Nadine, thanks so much for joining us. Real pleasure to talk to you.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, that was Nadine Kinvig. She's the winemaker at Terra Vista Vineyards. There's plenty more to come. Up next, we explore the magic of living in wine country, and we'll speak with Deborah Moore from Remax Penticton Realty. Want to buy a house in the Okanagan? We've got some info for you. You can listen to the show live weekly in 20 cities across British Columbia or on demand on all the major broadcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio and... I'm Anthony Gismondi.
0: Join us next time for another Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries presented by Valley First Wealth Management, working with you to give you confidence in your financial future. Valley First Wealth Management is a division of FW Wealth Management Limited.
1: Hi this is Anthony Gizmani with two minutes on improving the value of your wine. It's a concept I talk a lot about and I've got a great passion for it. So let's start with the Santa Julia Reserva Malbec. This is a simple red wine from Argentina. You can find that at Gizmani online along with many other wines. So you take a wine like that, you take that wine home. Now how can you improve the value? Well the first thing I would do is I would stand the wine up for as much time as you had before dinner, whether it's a day or an hour, anything is good but the longer the better. Usually about 12 hours would be the best. Then you take the cork out of the wine. What you want to do is decant this wine and get some air on it. All wine is affected uh, by oxygen and generally in a young wine, the effect is a good thing for a short period of time it allows the wine to open up and to breathe and to really show you perhaps what it will be down the road although you're you're hoping for the next few minutes for dinner. Uh, The other thing that's great about decanting is by not showing your guests the bottle you're also likely to have way more fun because they're gonna discover this wine without any predetermined thoughts about what it is that they're drinking. So you start like that you get that wine in the glass and the other thing is to have a decent glass and what you'd want is a glass that basically is wider in the middle and slightly smaller at the top so it captures the aroma and people can swirl the wine. Again you're swirling the wine to put more oxygen in it to uh, let it breathe. I often say this is like imagine if you were stuffed in a bottle for two or three years and you just climbed out of that bottle. You need to stretch out a bit to really uh, you know get back into the shape that you should be in. That's how you can improve the value of the wine. Of course people think it's something special when it's in the decanter so you've already added Let's say you've added five for the decanter, five for hiding it, five for guessing it. So all of a sudden, your $17 wine is now up to about $29, and everybody's having fun. So that's a very simple way to enhance the value of your wine, and it'll cost you nothing. From Gizmondi on Wine.com, I'm Anthony
2: Gizmondi. Argentina, land of passion, craft, and wine. It's there, in the foothills of the mighty Andes, that Doña Paula Estates creates their distinctive Malbec. Intense violet in color with aromas of black fruits, violets, and spices. Sophisticated, ultra-premium, globally awarded. Doña Paula Estate High Altitude Malbec embodies everything that is Argentina. Doña Paula, a matter of altitude. Find out more at donapaula.com.
3: Welcome to The Loops. When you love something, you want to do it again and again. Here in Loops, you can do laps on your mountain bike or play another round of golf. And when you're ready, welcoming eateries will gladly bring out budget-friendly second helpings or refills. Later on, you can raise the roof for a melodic encore before tucking into a comfy bed, then waking up to discover something new to do all over again. That's what we mean by welcome to The Loops. Go to tourismcamloops.com to plan your next road trip to The Loops.
4: The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com because everyone needs a little therapy.
0: From our Save On Foods wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food & Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi.
6: Don't show up, don't come out,
5: don't start caring about me now.
1: Hello British Columbia and a shout out to our Vancouver base at BNN Bloomberg 1410 and the 19 cities across the province on the BC Food & Wine Radio network. Our next guest is uh, Deborah Moore. She's a real estate agent for Remax Penticton Realtor. And we're going to talk about uh, wine country housing. Deborah, how are you today?
6: I'm great, Tony. And you?
1: I'm good. I, I was just in the Okanagan yesterday and it uh, almost felt like spring. So I, I don't think it's too far away. And. Uh, so I, I guess this is, is this a prime time for people who are thinking about moving to the Okanagan or looking for a place to stay? Would this be the time of the
6: year? It, it really is. You know, um, most people think of the spring market perhaps in May, but really if you're looking to acquire or sell real estate, you're you're out looking now yeah. and you want to, Put a ring on something and at least do your research right now. So the market's already heating up.
1: And what, what, like, what does the market look like? Is it young people getting to the country? Is it people downsizing in Vancouver and trying to move to wine country? What does what, what your guest list look like?
6: Yeah, our guest list is uh, 60% of our market in the South Okanagan is local. So that's just all oh. of us moving uh, some somewhere bigger uh, yep. or smaller uh, or, you know, around town. And mm-hmm. the other 40% is interprovincial transfers and relocations and provincial relocations. Uh, less than 1% uh, or 2% of the, our market is foreign buyers, certainly. Yeah. And uh, I know you probably know all about the foreign buyer ban. Oh, but yeah. I, I don't know if you know, uh, Anthony, but uh, Summerland and uh, Oliver and Asoyuz and Naramata are exempt from the foreign buyer ban.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know that
6: yeah most most people don't they assume it's a blanket ban across Canada, but it's for select uh, larger centers yeah. and so we have some uh small pocket communities in which the ban is uh not applicable
1: sure. Well, I—I I mean, of course, we're a food and wine show, and I'm thinking that people, some people, want to move to wine country. But there's a lot to attract people. What would you, how would you pitch the South Okanagan to someone looking for a place to stay? And—and and what are like some of the options—houses, condos, uh, whatever? Wow, uh,
6: the options are plentiful, and uh, it's just. It's just like some place new to explore every day. Mm -hmm. I'm blessed. I call Summerland home, but uh, I'm the broker owner of the Remax offices in Summerland, Penticton, and all the way to the border in Soyuz. So I have a beautiful uh, drive from brokerage to brokerage. And uh, there are a lot of options Um, if we start at the border, work our way back
4: Mm -hmm.
6: uh, in a Soyuz, the watermark beach resort is a popular alternative, you know, especially for families who can't aren't ready to move here yet, but want to enjoy summers and perhaps have their unit, uh, you know, acquire a fractional Ownership—that's always an option. Yep. So we have options like that, and then we certainly have beautiful uh, estate properties in um, you know wonderful neighborhoods, single-family homes in Assos as well. So something mm-hmm. for everyone there. Yeah. And then in the Penticton area, if you're a wine lover, uh, Naramata is a beautiful locale to enjoy. Lines. Uh, we certainly have new developments in uh, the Bluffs. The Ridge, I don't know if you've been there, Anthony, oh, but used yeah, from beautiful new homes, yeah. new construction, so you've got all the benefits of that, and so you're tucked away in a quiet neighborhood, but when you come on down uh, a few minutes uh, away from home, you're in the center of everything.
1: Yeah. Um, what would you say? You... Uh, yeah, uh, what would you go say ahead. about pricing? Like for if, like I'm in Vancouver, so I, I'm thinking I could afford to go to the Okanagan, or is the Okanagan catching up now in a big way?
6: Well, you know, um, we are catching up, but the average sale price for a single-family home is still very affordable in the Okanagan. Certainly, had a significant increase over the last five years I've witnessed. Um, but we're, we're topping out right now at about 822000 for a single family home. Certainly condominiums and townhomes are a little bit more affordable. And, uh, uh, many, many families are turning to those types of, uh, options, uh, because they have, you know, uh, they offer quite a bit, you know, as far yeah. as amenities and, and maintenance-free lifestyles.
1: And what what would you, I want to ask you a little bit about the wines you're drinking uh, before we go? But what would you say about often I'm in a winery and I'm hearing from you know residents saying, "Well, I didn't think it was going to be like this," or "I'm happy living beside a winery." Like it's not that noisy. Like what are what are what are some of the things that you can expect when you're living in in wine country?
6: Oh my goodness, um, it's just a blessing. You feel really in tune with nature. I'm. I'm blessed, our family. We live in the Sumac Ridge uh, Wine Estates and uh, right beside the Sumac Ridge Winery. And I get to pass it. So, you know, I get to see the grapes growing. I get to see the harvest. I get to see it all. Um, And the celebration and just watching... Um, as, uh, you know, nature does its magic and, uh, being able to pop in, uh, to a winery in your neighborhood and grab a bottle on the way home is, uh, if you need to stock up the cellar. Yeah,
1: that's a, I, I important, like that idea. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Our yeah. guest is Deborah Moore, uh, real estate agent, Remax max uh, from from uh, Summerlin and Penticton down through the border. Deborah, what what are you drinking lately? What what's what's your favorite wine at the moment?
6: Oh my goodness, I, I might sound like a lino, but uh, I'm enjoying. Uh, I popped open. It seems a little early, but the sun got me, and I popped open Summergate's uh, <laughs> uh, summer gates, uh Moscato uh Frisante oh, wow. the other day. And that, wow, was that sounds refreshing. delicious. Yeah. It, it was delicious. And then uh and then I think on Sunday night we had a Cassini Cellar Cap Franc, and it was it was quite yummy. Oh my goodness. You are living large. Yeah, uh, we are living large.
1: Yeah. So it's a good time for people to get ready, Uh, how can they either contact you or get more information if they're thinking about uh, finding a place in the South Okanagan?
6: Well just uh, visit our website, that's easiest, um, yoursouthokanaganhome.com. So visit our website and there's opportunities there, you can tell us you're thinking of selling, you're thinking of buying, and we we'll reach out to out a form, an inquiry, and we'll certainly get back to you and uh, help you uh, find your perfect place. Yeah.
1: Okay. And one last thing. What, what's the time period like right now if you list a house or buy a house? What sort of timelines are people looking at to, to acquire something or sell something?
6: Yeah. So to uh, sell something, and it's all dependent on what you're selling, the average... Sale time. You know, they take every every type of property into account. It's about eighty six days. Certainly, you know, I just hung up uh, with one of my agents with a brand new listing with multiple offers in the Mm. first few days. So it's all different. Depends on what you're selling and how aggressive your marketing is and (laughs) uh, your competition level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Deborah, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I'm already thinking about that Moscato and a little, uh, little extra heat. Uh, I'd love for the snow to disappear and uh, for spring to arrive.
6: Yeah, me as well. And thanks so much for checking in with us. And, and definitely stop by next time you're in town.
1: Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Really enjoyed it.
6: My pleasure.
1: That was Deborah Moore of REMAX Penticton Realty still to come. We head back to the Naramata bench and catch up with therapy vineyards winemaker and viticulturalist Jack Kemp. You can listen to the show live weekly in 20 cities across British Columbia or on demand on all the major podcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi.
0: There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi
4: penticton a year-round mecca of adventure and wine get to know penticton at the sixth annual true penticton tourism expo april 2nd from 11 till 4 at the penticton trade and convention center learn more about all the fantastic things to see do and explore and the places to play and stay in penticton sample great local wine and craft beer and a chance to win some fantastic prizes admission is free to this family-friendly event Go to visitpenticton.com for more upcoming festivals and events in Penticton.
0: A -a ring-a-ding-ding. Time for happy hour at the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. Featuring wine by the glass starting at just 5 bucks, along with the most fabulous gourmet bites the West Side has ever seen. Daily from 2 to 5 p.m. Plus, join us for Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays. Order a giant tomahawk ribeye and get your first bottle of Mount Boucherie Reserve Merlot for just 5 bucks. The Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. See you today. Discover the good life right in
2: your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15-park bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit IronGateAuctions.com.
3: It's time to think turkey. Your B.C. turkey farmers work hard all year to bring high-quality products to your table. Whether it's a weeknight dinner or special occasion, turkey is always a delicious source of lean protein, and you can't forget the leftovers. With a great meat-to-bone ratio, you get a great value and multiple meals. So the next time you're wondering what to serve, think turkey. Find recipes, info, and more at bc.canadianturkey.ca.
0: From the Save-On Foods wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Right,
4: okay. Hello,
1: British Columbia, and welcome back to the Voice of Food and Wine in BC. Joining us now is Therapy Vineyards winemaker and viticulturist Jack Kemp to tell us about uh, her new releases, how the vineyards fared during the harsh temperatures that blanketed the valley earlier this winter, and, of course, an update on... The Therapy in Luxurious Visitor Suites, one of my favorite places to stay. Jack, how are you today?
7: Um, really good, thanks. Not wearing a winter jacket, so I can't complain.
1: Wow. So, uh, yeah, I was in the valley this week, and I thought it was a little bit warm. Is it is it normal right now for that kind of a temperature?
7: Uh, we're, we're spot on. We, we've been going up and down, fluctuating a little bit uh, in the last few weeks um, with some really cold weather again. Um, but we're picking up again, so pretty happy with with taking the jacket off for sure.
1: Yeah, I bet. Uh, well, I want to talk about some of these cold uh, cold temperatures that uh, happened in the valley, and and I know that the results are sort of trickling out. We won't know for sure, but how how is it looking? Uh, let's we can talk specifically about in your site and maybe a little bit across the valley what you've heard.
7: Absolutely. Uh, well, therapy vineyards. Most of our our sites are on the bench here, the Narromatta Bench. Um, it really depends on the damage or or the loss, the loss of vines. It really depends on on which vineyards we're looking at, and also what happened with the vines the previous year for during twenty twenty two. What I'm seeing with our vineyards is that. If we've been picking for sparkling sparkling wines which is an early pick our vines have managed to get through the winter a little bit easier whereas our vines that produce fruit that we harvested later were, were struggling this year so we, we definitely do have winter damage on our sites and it really depends on, on how we've been managing the vines the previous year and 2022 harvest.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, across the board obviously the, the whole valley's had some pretty extreme temperatures in December, and again a few weeks ago. So, you know, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of focus on making sure we're talking with each other throughout the valley and um, really, really helping each other moving forwards.
1: Mm. what uh and, and I guess for some wineries then there 'll be some planning involved in in uh, like right now I, driving through I, I see a different sort of pruning. Can you explain what people are doing that that uh, may have suffered damage or think they have damage
7: absolutely so in years years gone by let's say about five years ago, you probably would see that most viticulturists and vineyard managers wouldn 't be going out and and looking and taking samples post-harvest for, and looking at, at bud damage. Um, what we do there is we, we dissect our, our vine canes uh, and look inside to see with a microscope to see whether there's been any dam- damage to our buds. Um, moving forwards, you've seen the last this year and last year. You'll see almost all of us now have have probably got a microscope in, in our wineries or in our vineyard sheds. And we're we're looking at exactly what damage has happened to our vines. And mm. as a result, we're changing the way we're pruning. Some vines are have got lots of fruit, lots of potential buds there and and some are being taken right back to just two buds depending on on which vineyard and and what variety has been hit. So there's a lot of thought going on more so now than there ever has been and a lot of conversations happening in the valley as to how we're meant to address it moving forwards
1: yeah well, we don't have any control over the weather, but we do have control over knowledge and experience, so I think all of these events eventually uh will help us deal with you know when i say us help you deal with these kind of issues going forward as as you experience them i guess
7: absolutely and and it also triggers you know the research center there to to focus on on different points that we we need to look at. Uh, the nutrition of our vineyards, the health of our vines, the health of our soils, is even more important now than it's ever been. When are we meant to pick things? When we can and can't pick things now? How how late can we go before we can we can pick our grapes, bring them into the winery, and and how that affects you know the vineyards? So the wineries and vineyards have to really work much closely to now um, to make sure that these vines survive, so we can move forwards in the industry.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about some wine. Uh, you've got uh, you make a couple of really exciting white wines to so I thought today we should talk a little bit about your Gewürztraminer and Riesling and maybe uh, you know people sort of lump them together. They're very different wines. So give us an idea of what's going on with uh, the therapy goo and Rieslings.
7: Absolutely. Well, we've got, we've got two wines here. We've got the Ridge Riesling, which is actually produced underneath our Silhouette Cellars brand, which is in the wine district in Oliver. And we have our 2021 Gewurztraminer, which is underneath our therapy brand in Naramata. Uh, I like these two wines, and the reason why I wanted to talk about these wines is because they're extreme... Different in the way that they come into the winery. One's got a lot of acid. Our Riesling, and obviously one's quite low in acid. Our Gewürztraminer, um, and both quite aromatic wines in very different directions. So, our Riesling, our 2021 Ridge Riesling is is I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's been out now for about six months slowly releasing that wine and it's, it's just starting to show itself nicely whereas our 2021 therapy Gewurz is, is really rocking at the moment and, and getting close to being sold out. So both wines are great. One's from Summerland which is the Tremina, and the Ridges is from Naramata Bench.
1: And, and uh, we buy these wines, we can acquire these wines now and we can drink these wines right away, is that correct?
7: That's right. Instead of me discussing now our new releases, which aren't really ready to drink, I thought would you know, bring out the older wines and you can definitely still purchase them from therapy at our wine shop or at Silhouette Cellars.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, let's talk just a little bit about uh, uh, Silhouette Cellars. People hear that name but maybe don't know what the connection is. I think it would be good to discuss that briefly.
7: Absolutely, Silhouette Cellars is our sub-brand, which is up in the district in Oliver. Uh, You'll tend to see wines that are solely from the Narmada Bench. Uh, They tend to be Riesling, Pinot Noir, and our sparkling line, which is also being sold through Silhouette Cellars. Where Therapy brand itself might have wines from throughout the valley. You might see some more. You see different wines throughout the valley from Summerland, from Oliver, and as well as the Narmada Bench.
1: Yeah, and Silhouette, you have an outlet down in Oliver at, at the uh, uh, to, that people can visit.
7: That's right. That's at the District Wine Village in Oliver. Uh, yeah. We are open now Saturdays and Sundays moving forwards from 11 till 4, but that will obviously pick up to seven days a week when we come through into the spring and summer season.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about the amenities now uh, at therapy because the inn at therapy is such a beautiful place to stay. The
7: inn area itself, there's a common area and a hot tub, and it's really just a beautiful area to, to get away and, and listen to the sounds of, if you're lucky, the coyotes in the morning or, or the birds hanging around the vineyards as well. It's it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. And then uh, late at night, I mean, you have an outdoor hot tub and you have uh, what you call a fire patio, uh, that people can sit around and, and uh, uh, look at the stars and really sort of really soak in the Okanagan. I mean, they're long days, uh, but that when darkness comes, it's just a whole other scene again.
7: Absolutely, and you can see all the sparkling lights from Penticton all the way through up to west of Kelowna, so that's pretty nice as well, seeing that in yeah. the evenings.
1: Do you, do you ever employ your visitors to help you run the deer off the property or anything else that's <laughs> threatening the vines?
7: <laughs> last, last year we had a bear on site that was running oh. towards the inn at one stage, so but my, my uh my female dog, she managed to to herd it away from the inn, but that doesn't happen too often, but it can happen if we <laughs> if we get a little distracted with moving our tractor around. So there's definitely wildlife around that, that you can see from the inn as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, we're talking with Jack Kemp. She's the winemaker and viticulturalist at uh, Therapy Vineyards. Jack, so what's what's the plan for opening visiting uh, for this season? Can people come now, and and do they need a reservation? How does all that work?
7: We're not moving forwards with the reservations. We're we're opening now uh, for seven days a week at Therapy Vineyards, and just over the weekend at the District Wine Village at Silhouette mm-hmm. Cellars. Okay. Uh, moving forwards, you might want to book at Therapy Vineyards if you've got groups larger than six, um, but we've got the patio area will be opening again this year, so we've got lots of space here for everyone, um, and we're really excited to see everyone back. Lots of things happening in the vineyard here moving forwards this year at Therapy Vineyards, and our guests will be able to get to see a little bit more of what's going on in the vineyard uh, right outside the tasting room. So pretty excited about
1: that. Yeah. And for our listeners, therapyvineyards.com, you can go there, check out the wine club uh, antidote. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds pretty interesting to me. Uh, (laughs) And and it's worth checking out, folks. And it's a great property to stay at. I really recommend uh, staying at the inn, get a couple of nights there and explore uh, the Naramata bench from Therapy Vineyards. Jack, uh, really great to catch up with you. Uh, I hope everything turns out well in the vineyards and uh, you have an amazing season. Thanks for joining us.
7: Absolutely. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you really soon.
1: Okay, that was Therapy Vineyards winemaker and viticulturalist Jack Kemp. Up next, David McBean. He's the GM at Watermark Beach Resort. We're going to talk about uh, why you might want to stay in Osoyos and explore the South Okanagan and get ready Uh, For your trip early this year, there's a lot of pressure on hotel rooms across the entire valley. This is BC Food & Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gizmondi.
0: There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network.
1: Hi, this is Anthony Gizmondi with two minutes on how to track down that wine you enjoyed so much last night. Where can I buy that wine is a question I'm often asked because locating it is never all that apparent in our convoluted retail wine market with so many options out there. So where does one start the search for that elusive bottle? Well don't forget to take a picture of the label, that will help. Then consider that wine is sold in numerous brick-and-mortar locations in BC. Most notably, Government BC Liquor Stores. A recent search of bcliquorstores.com turned up 198 locations across BC, from Victoria and Vancouver in the south to Kelowna or Soyuz in the Okanagan, and up north to Fort St. John. So there's likely one or more BC Liquor Stores in your town ready to serve you today. Private liquor stores are a great option. Liberty Wine Merchants, Jack's, The Angry Otter, Everything Wine, they all have multiple locations around the Lower Mainland and on Vancouver Island. Other one-off private wine merchants like Barkey Wine Cellars in downtown Vancouver, Vessel Liquor in Victoria, or Cask and Barrel in Kelowna are solid options too, with a knowledgeable staff and a wide selection of many hard-to-find wines. They can also suggest replacement wines that are similar to style of the wine you're looking for. Grocery stores are the latest to retail in B.C., one of the most prominent players to save on foods. They have 22 locations in British Columbia, and they offer the province's largest selection of VQA wines with over 1,300 SKUs. Plus, they have the best wine discounts when you buy four or more bottles. Who doesn't want to save some money? Your next choice is to go direct to the winery website and order online. It's a brilliant option, as often you'll find wine online that's only available via the winery website and wineries have upped their game online since the pandemic most have become very efficient at processing your order and shipping it within days right to your front door as a result buying wine has never been simpler for Gizmondi on wine I'm Anthony Gizmondi
0: Claude du Soleil makes wines that speak of the Samilcamine soil where their grapes are grown and the souls of the people who call this valley their home. Winemaker Michael Clark and his team specialize in wines that blend Bordeaux grape varieties with their unique mountainous terroir. The result is wines that are elegant, ageable, and authentic. Clos du Soleil. Wild places, soulful wines. Available at closdusoleil.ca and fine restaurants and wine stores near you. Argentina,
2: land of passion, craft, and wine. It's there, in the foothills of the mighty Andes, that Doña Paula Estates creates their distinctive Malbec. Intense violet in color with aromas of black fruits, violets, and spices. Sophisticated, ultra-premium, globally awarded. Doña Paula Estate High Altitude Malbec embodies everything that is Argentina. Doña Paula, a matter of altitude. Find out more at donapaula.com.
4: Penticton, a year round mecca of adventure and wine. Get to know Penticton at the sixth annual True Penticton Tourism Expo, April 2nd from 11 till 4 at the Penticton Trade and Convention Center. Learn more about all the fantastic things to see, do, and explore, and the places to play and stay in Penticton. Sample great local wine and craft beer, and a chance to win some fantastic prizes. Admission is free to this family friendly event. Go to visit Penticton.com for more upcoming festivals and events in Penticton.
0: From our Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food & Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi.
1: Hello British Columbia, we're back with a special shout out to AM 1150 Kelowna and all of their 19 cities across the province that are part of our BC Food & Wine Radio network. Our next guest is David McBean. He's the general manager at the Watermark Beach Resort in downtown Osoyoos. David, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm really good. I, I was in the Okanagan this week. I noticed the temperatures are climbing up. You must get excited when you when you feel a bit of warmth in the air. Absolutely. Spring
8: break is, uh, is, is a funny time over here. Sometimes it stays cold, but sometimes you get a nice warm spring break and Yesterday, we had temperatures just getting into the double digits, and it wow. looks like it's uh, going to be nice and warm for all the kids out of school.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you made it through the winter. I mean, I know you have a lot of options down there uh, at the hotel, but you've been busy. Let's let's start with uh, some of the work that you've been doing to get ready for this season. So uh, so much has happened in this resort. Uh, we're
8: halfway through uh, upgrading all of our... Uh, beds, mattresses. After all, we do sell a, a good night's sleep uh, at the core of what we do. Yeah. We have our ballroom just finished its renovation with uh, y- you know, with new audio-visual, and really, it looks sharp. For yeah. our meeting space, uh, we have the blinds open to uh, the outside, and you see a lot of smudge marks on the windows of everyone kind of Looking inside and admiring the new space, uh, nice. we have to make sure we keep the windows clean. But it's it's looking fantastic, I and mean, the first few groups have uh, been raving about it since we finished it. We're very excited.
1: Oh, that's great! And, yeah, uh, and you got stuff going on in the patio too.
8: Yeah, so there's not uh, a long uh, patio season in the Okanagan for as much as we'd like. We have all these beautiful mountains. We have a lakefront restaurant and uh everyone wants more pat time on that patio. So we've uh, got uh, some new walls on the patio that are retractable. We've put in some pretty beefy and uh good-looking gas heaters out there and we're able to really extend our patio by season by quite a few months on either end and they just got installed they're working great and uh we're going to be getting people out on the patio much sooner than you'd normally expect and hopefully trying to do some of that uh during the spring break if oh, wow. uh if everything stays
1: nice but patio season will be early yeah i like the sound of that hey our guest is david mcbean he's a general manager of the watermark beach resort uh and david i wanted to talk a little bit about preparation because i have been you know just looking around at uh hotels in the valley and a lot of them are uh, are booked uh, quite a bit already what what would you say to guests that people thinking about taking a holiday this year what should they be doing you're right it's it looks like
8: it's going to be a very busy summer uh we're already looking at a record-breaking july um i would i would be telling people to start really thinking about your plans and and booking in now uh with not just your accommodations, but start thinking about your food and beverage, think about restaurants, think about those tours, think about those experiences. Uh, lots of people are still staying in Canada, not as much about COVID, but everything yep. to do with, um, it's you know, it's a more affordable option for families, people are doing a lot more drive, vacations, and uh, the Okanagan has um, it's a lot more well-known. It's a lot more on the map than it was a few years ago. So yeah. it's going to be a lot harder to just do it last minute. So my advice is yeah, definitely book because everyone else is.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say I experienced a six hour journey home from Kelowna yesterday on a plane. So I've had enough of that. I don't think I'm going to fly again <laughs> to Vancouver. I'm going to drive and uh, use that time in the Okanagan instead of in the airport. It's just, it's just madness in these airports now. So I, I think you'll have a lot of driving, a lot of folks wanting to drive up and get in. And as you say, they should get prepared uh, now to uh, block off some time. Uh, okay. Let's talk a little bit about 15 Park Bistro. Uh, it's, uh, just, uh, generally what could people expect when they go into your restaurant and when is it open? Uh, those kind of things.
8: So this year it will be open for breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, seven days a week. Last year oh. was uh, primarily a dinner restaurant. So yeah. people first thing in the morning will be able to get out onto that patio and, uh, definitely enjoy that. We uh, we have a barbecue kitchen there, so it, it gives us a lot of freedom to, you know, create some pretty interesting meat dishes on the grill, and yeah. uh, that's been upgraded as well. So uh, our chef is now actually in the process of uh, expanding that menu for the summer season with uh, a lot more interesting proteins and things that he's going to be doing in, in that upgraded outdoor space. So. It's that feeling of a uh, open kitchen but still outside on the patio. It's,
1: it's Yeah, so uh, it's quite nice. Uh, I didn't realize that so we can have breakfast there now uh every day of the week. Yes, you can. Um right oh, now man.
8: we're in we're just transitioning and right now we have brunch four days a week which uh is become a hit actually. Um a lot of people are really excited for a good tasty brunch spot here in Asolis. Yeah. But uh, yes, in the next month or so, it'll be going to seven days a week for the entire season. As we're just finishing uh, um, onboarding uh, our our team members for the season.
1: That's great. And what about? I, I know that there's a lot of pent up demand for weddings. Do you are you offering weddings there as well?
8: We are. It's a lot of weekends tend to be busy with weddings already, but there's a lot of space during the week, and we definitely do see. Uh, brides, couples that are starting to inquire more and more about midweek because uh, there's more of a sense of feeling of privacy and having their own space when uh, they do it midweek. But with the new ballroom and what The brides are seeing when uh, they're there, and you know, parents of the brides and the the whole entourage that comes and checks the place out. Sure, um, it's being very well received, and uh, we're we're excited to see how you know it's going to all look when we get that first wedding. Our first wedding is um, in April, so
1: it's it's coming pretty quick. It's coming quick, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's such a beautiful place. I mean, I don't know if people know. You just, you walk out the door, you're right on the lake. You can, uh, you can walk for kilometers in either direction. You got mountains all around you and of course all the nearby wineries uh, uh, you can actually walk to some of the wineries if you're a, a keen walker they're not that far uh, far away but uh, just generally the, the layout and the position of it and close to the border to boot so it's a, it's a really great location I know that you've been there for a while now and settled in, what, what do you like a lot, the most about Soyuz in the South Okanagan? Uh, I'm definitely a wine
8: guy so I definitely do enjoy that uh, I love the year round beautiful weather that we get here um i don't i don 't have a lot of patience for snow myself um <laughs> if I ever feel like I need it mount baldy 's right there yeah but uh it's it's you know it 's the weather it's that view that 's constantly there i've had the opportunity to work in some of the most beautiful places in the country, and uh this is definitely on that list as well it's um when you're in a resort environment and people arrive and they're excited to be on vacation, they they're already in a great mood because they see where they are. It's not a it's not a business trip in a you know in a concrete jungle. It's yeah. You know the moment they get there, they're in awe. And some of these people have been waiting for years to see this place for the first time, and they're just excited when they're here. And that's kind of why you get into the hospitality industry. It's those experiences. It's you know people that are just really excited and want those memorable moments. Yeah. So. This does that
1: and i i mean i've noticed over the years i mean the the town of asoyos is really growing up there there's so many more options uh, than there was you know 10 15 years ago i mean it's a completely different place now so i like that watermark beach resort i love your tagline just get here we'll take care of the rest uh, it's a it's a spot that we love uh, to be at when we're broadcasting and uh, at our Grape Escapes, and we can't wait to get back and uh, check out that new patio and have uh, breakfast right on site. That really appeals to me, and uh, of course, many people stay there. You can you can get rooms with kitchens. There's ways to economize if you've got kids and budgets, and uh, or just drop into the restaurant. So much to offer. David, real pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks so much for joining us on the show and updating us on the uh, plans for Watermark Beach Resort. And you say people should get online now and check out their uh, their possible dates and maybe uh, pencil them in for uh, for a stay at the Watermark.
8: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, you know, sign up for our mailing list. There's definitely promotions that come out from time to time and um, some really good deals that makes it uh, even easier to bring the family out. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, thanks so much David great pleasure to talk to you I, I, we'll see you soon alright we'll see you soon have a great okay. day thank you for having me right on that's it for this week's show folks uh, that was uh, David McBean we've been talking about uh, staying at the Watermark Beach Resort as they say just get here they'll take care of the rest uh, well that's it for today special thanks to our techno producer here in Vancouver Dwayne Bishop uh, great job getting into the office today Uh Jumping buses and running and uh, making it. We really appreciate that, Dwayne. Assignment editor, Sherry Caleb, and director of operations, Stu Ferguson. For all of us at the show, I'm Anthony Gizmondi, wishing you a great week ahead. We'll catch up with you next week across the BC Food & Wine Radio Network.
0: That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.